0: Good morning YouTube and Facebook. Welcome back to morning prayer. Hallelujah. What a great, (laughs) what a great morning. Amen. If you're having a good morning, go ahead and put a fire emoji in the comments. My name is Cade. Obviously, as you can tell, normally Stephen Marks, our South African friend, would join us on these Tuesday and Thursday morning prayer, but he is not here. He's actually helping our pastor with something. That's a great honor. And uh, yeah, so you're just having me today, but that shouldn't be too bad because we're talking about decisions that will determine your destiny. Praise the Lord. Sherry, great to see you. John, great to see you. Nacelle, all these great people. Donna, good morning. Isaac, great to see you. John, I think I already said hi. Oh, by the way, speaking of, I saw John's name. Jose, Dan, I am doing well. Yes, Ezzy, Zimbabwean friend. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Speaking of John, we sent out all the partner books yesterday. So all you people that have claimed uh, your offer and different things like that for books, Evangelist Taylan's books, we sent them out yesterday. uh, Steven and I worked on it a lot this last weekend, and then we were able to officially send them out yesterday. So praise the Lord, those books are on the way. Kiernan, great to see you. Thanks for hopping on. I love you guys. It's going to be a great day today. Uh, The Lord really has been stirring um, after this transition and this move to Rust, and the Lord's just been stirring on getting down to the practicals of a Christian lifestyle, a a lifestyle with God. You know, we can talk about um, very, very deep things all day, and that is absolutely true. We need that, right? The Bible talks about not. Not just living on the milk and honey of the word, but actually getting into the meat, the substance, the reality, the depth of what the word of God actually has. But we also need the practicals. Like, for example, if you're going into ministry and you go up to a minister and he, and he's done a, he or she has done an incredible job. They've got all this influence. They've gone all the way there and you go up and ask them and you're like, all right. What did you do? What what is one p- <laughs> What are a couple things that you would give me as advice, practicals to actually get to where you are and and to get to the level that you are. And a lot of times the response would be, "Well, make sure you read your Bible and you pray." And you're like, "Wow. <laughs> Praise God. I've never thought about that before." <laughs> And and that's not taking that for granted, of course. If that's the piece of advice they give you, then obviously you want to believe that the Lord is speaking to you for that. It's absolutely essential to read your Bible and to spend time in prayer every single day. That's how we grow in our relationship with the Lord. But what can we actually take away from practicals, key points of, like the topic we're talking about today? Decisions that will decide your destiny. Uh, There's this story, um, I can't remember, I think it was... uh, it was a super famous NFL football coach. NFL is the National Football League. Um, super famous NFL football coach. And he got back in charge of this team that had just been doing absolutely terrible. Horrendous. And they had all the, and so you know about the NFL, they have the best of the best players, and literally one team can be super bad, the worst in the league one year, and then suddenly they can be Super Bowl contenders the next year. And it all depends on the players, it all depends on the coaching staff, and it all depends on the strategy and the technique and different things that they use. But this coaching, this coach came in uh, to this football team, and they were just horrendous the year before. And so even with the best of the best people, this coaching staff, he took a football, and he said, this is a football. (laughs) He went to them, this is the football, these are the laces. And he went on the field, and he said, this is the first down, this is the 10-yard line, the 20-yard line, the 30-yard line. And sometimes, and and what ended up happening is that because he went back to the basics with this team. Remember, if you don't have a firm foundation on the basics of something, you actually don't have a foundation to grow out of at all. It doesn't matter how much talent you have. It doesn't matter how much revelation you have on healing. If you don't have the basics of the blessing of the Lord prosperity and what the God has for you, has planned for you when it comes to your finances, you'll never see financial increase in your life. It doesn't matter how much revelation you have of healing. If you don't have any revelation of prosperity, you'll never see prosperity in your life. The same thing vice versa. You can, you can write this down if you like. You can know for sure any area in your life that you're being destroyed. It's due to a lack of revelation knowledge. And so what this coach did is he brought this team back to the basics of football. And what it did was created a foundation that they could grow off of, that they could actually apply their skills, their talents, their abilities off of, and it actually allowed them <laughs> it actually allowed them to succeed in life. And so with all that to say, I want to talk about decisions that will in your life decide your destiny and today we're going to talk about part one and then on thursday we're going to talk about part two so perhaps um, on part one here you're going to hear a couple things that hey you know what that's pretty obvious (laughs) but don't go into mental ascent right remember just because we've heard something before doesn't mean we've received everything god wants for us off of that topic and so number one praise god decisions that will decide your destiny I guess before I send number one, <laughs> Nacelle, great to see you. Jane, sent you your books. You live in Australia, so it might take a little bit for the books to get there, but they're on the way. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <clears throat> awesome. That's right, John. New York Giants fans, got to get back to the basics. Why well, I wanted to talk about decisions that decide your destiny today is because there are many areas in life that will actually, you know, a lot of people don't view them as major events. Some, some people do, but there are areas in your life that if you don't recognize them as significant decisions, they'll alter the course of your life completely. You know, in Romans 12, we can even start with this. <clears throat> in Romans 12, it talks about the good, the pleasing, and the perfect will of God. Right? So what would be examples of the good and the pleasing and the perfect will of God? The good, the pleasing, the perfect will of God. Three states of the will of God. None of them necessarily being negative. But what do we do know? If it was God's will, when he said in his word, that all would come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ and all would come to repentance, what do we actually know about God? That his perfect will is that no one would perish. (laughs) Right? Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. We serve a good God. Now, he doesn't want anybody to perish. He doesn't want anybody to die. Hallelujah. We serve a great God. Now, that's his perfect will. Now, what is the reality, though? That even though that's the perfect will of God, does everyone get saved? No. Not everyone gets saved. Sophie, great to see you. Amber. I love you. No worries on the tardiness. Your phone was restarted. Not everyone will be saved. So we can see that there's a perfect will of God that not everyone lives into. And that's the first and prime example. Remember Romans 12, the good, the pleasing or acceptable, the good, acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, not this might not mean Not necessarily that someone is serving the devil. Like that's not the good, the pleasing or perfect will of God by any means. But the difference you can actually see with the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. For example, someone gives their life to God. That's the good will of God. Hallelujah. It says in the the Bible that (laughs) all of heaven rejoices when one sinner comes to repentance, repents. It says that the kindness of God ushers man and women into repentance, right? Even just think about the last, when you gave your life to Jesus, like seriously gave your life to Jesus for the first time. It was the kindness of God, perhaps for most of you. It was the tangible love of a father coming upon you from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. You actually felt the presence of a father. And for many of you, it's because you never actually had a natural father that represented the love of the father, our father in heaven. But you felt the tangible love of a father come upon you, where for the first in your life, talking about God wasn't, oh, it's God, you know, it's God. It was, no, my father who are in heaven, right? All of heaven rejoices when one person turns from their ways. <coughs> Praise God. (coughs) Oh, wow. Glory to God. (laughs) All of heaven rejoices when one person. I feel the anointing on this. Glory to God. The number one decision that will decide your destiny is your decision to be saved. And I mean truly saved. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that say, "Hey, are you saved?" Even when you're going around evangelizing and you ask somebody, "Are you? Do you believe in Jesus?" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe. I believe in Jesus. I, I believe in Jesus. Okay. Well, do you believe you're going to heaven? And then the next response will be, "Well, I, <laughs> you know, I, I can't. I can't guarantee that anything like that." But the and then and then you're like, "No, those." <laughs> the first comes with the promise of the second. If you believe in Jesus, your salvation is assured. Romans 10 verses 8 through 10, right? Confessing with your mouth. If you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and you confess with your mouth that he died for your sins and he was raised again for the forgiveness of them, you shall be saved. The assurance of salvation, the gospel in, in two scriptures right there. Believing in your heart that Jesus died for you. And so even though this might be back to the basics right here, even though this might be back to the basics right here, the reality of your salvation is the greatest decision that will determine your destiny. And I'm not just talking about your destiny now, but I'm talking about your eternal destiny. The reality of being saved because Jesus died for you. Remember, my pastor talked about this yesterday. (laughs) One of them. Actually, it came up a couple times. Perhaps you're feeling a little down today, a little unthankful, but a very easy way to become thankful again is to remember what you've been saved from and what you've been saved to. Megan Timmer, I love you. Have a great day. What have you been saved from? A great way to start your day. Remember, the Bible says that we enter into his presence with thanksgiving and praise. We enter his courts with thanksgiving and his house with praise. Lord, thank you that I am not where I was. I might not be where I want to be yet. I might not be where I know I can be, you know, with goals, with achievements, with with the destiny and the dreams I have on the innermost part of me. But praise God, I'm not where I was. Lord, I was so lost without you. I was nowhere. I was, I mean, even for me, I was depressed. I had, I had fear about my future. I was insecure. I had all these things of the world harping against my spirit, against who I was, challenging my identity. But it was one encounter, one true encounter where the love of the father, the goodness of God washed over me and he became my savior. He became my friend. But most importantly, he became the Lord of my life. I want you to put that in the comments only if you mean it. Jesus is my Lord. Turn to Ephesians 2. We're going to start in verse 1. Wow, glory to God. Remember where you were and then when, what happened when you met Jesus and where you are now. If there's not a tangible difference, if there's not a manifest difference in your life, right now, where there is, there is, you can point to a time. Before, I was not, either I wasn't even saved or I wasn't taking my salvation seriously. And now I'm saved and I'm taking it seriously. And there is a difference. If there's not, you're in the right place because you need to hear how Jesus being the Lord of your life will not just make you feel better. It will change every single aspect of your life. You'll begin to see the blessing of the Lord overtake your life like a tidal wave coming across the ocean. You'll begin to see the Lord change everything. Genesis 50, 20. Everything the devil intended for evil you'll begin to see the Lord change for good. And not only that, but the same way he did it for others in scripture, he'll do it for you because our God is alive and he's active. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I got to be careful because when Stephen's not here, I'll just like drop teaching and I'll just begin to preach. (laughs) Glory to God. Ephesians 2. Amen. Megan, great to see you. I hope I see you again soon. Brother Colton, you're a blessing. I love you. (laughs) Ephesians 2. I opened this up to take a drink. Glory to God. Ephesians 2 starting in verse (laughs) 1. Yeah. This just gets straight to the point. So the number one decision that will decide your destiny is salvation. Your decision to follow Jesus. I want to read this for you. And you were once dead. You were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked. Who's been there? Right? Bella, if you stay on here until the end, I'll pray for you. Praise the Lord. You were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you, in which you once walked. Who's, who's been there before, huh? Dead. Like, And when it says you were dead... If you if you are anything like me you understood that you were dead. You know, even I grew up in a Christian household. I grew up knowing Jesus as my savior, but I didn't know the Holy Ghost. I had no power and authority. I was dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked. Following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. What does that mean? We were dead slaves following Following the devil and his plans for our lives. Among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh. Carrying out the desires of the body and the mind. And were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. So what is this saying? Before we keep going. Dead to our trespasses and sins. Dead our spirit. We had no ability to control the desires of the flesh the lusts of the flesh. DJ, great to see you. I love you, dude, I miss you. Had no ability. Four, verse four. But God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. Pause. No longer are we dead to our trespasses, Romans says that we're dead descent because we've been, Ephesians 2, we've been made alive with Christ. I want to tell you today, if you've been feeling dead, defeated, or discouraged, today you can take his yoke, which is easy and light, upon you, and he'll strengthen you in your innermost being. He'll give you encouragement. He'll raise you up even right now. He'll fill you afresh with his power and his spirit and his ability because God, being rich in mercy, (laughs) even when we were dead in our sin, He made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead and gone, even when we were drawn away by the evil devices of this world, hallelujah, even when we were dead and gone, He made us alive with Christ. That whosoever, remember Romans says, whosoever would call upon the name of the Lord would not perish, but have Eternal life. Glory to God. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world. For God so loved you even when you were lost. Man, I feel like someone's going to get saved this morning. (laughs) Even when you were lost, dead in your sin. For God so loved you that he sent his one and only son. The only one. Remember, people skip over this part. The only one to do what God asked him to do. The only one. We were made in the likeness and image of God. Jesus is Lord. And He was sent. For God so loved you. For God so loved the world that He sent His only Son. That whosoever, whoever. It doesn't matter where you were. Doesn't matter what you did. It doesn't matter what happened to you. What was done to you. But whosoever would believe. For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. Because God being rich in mercy and love, even when we were dead in our sin, he made us to be alive with Christ. (laughs) Glory to God. If the salvation message gets old to you as a Christian, first of all, you're following the wrong ministry. (laughs) And second of all, Jesus is not alive to you. Because I could talk about this all day. And I'm I'm fully aware that probably. 99% of you. <laughs> are saved on here. <laughs> but praise God. The number one decision in your life. Is the decision. That Jesus is Lord. I want you to say that right now. Jesus is Lord. Tori I love you. Jesus is Lord. Cassidy great to see you. Jesus is is Lord that is the number one number one decision in your life is to decide Jesus is the Lord of my life it will change everything everything will be changed Glory to God, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Now, here's something I want to get very clear across to people. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus, man. What wow. you gotta, you can't. You just gotta break this down. We can't skip over this, guys. <laughs> we we can't we can't skip over this. There's it's so it's so deep right here. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him with Him and seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Ellie, I love you. Good to see you. (laughs) Seated us with Him in heavenly places. Oh, the devil's been attacking me. You know, the devil's been harping me, getting on my back, all this. I I want you to declare this and understand this over your life. You do not, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. Ephesians 6 says that. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against the principalities, the spirits, the devil and his devices and spiritual beings in the heavenly places. But you are not, you are seated in heavenly places with Christ. The very one who was raised from the dead grabbed you. And brought Him with you the moment you gave your life to Jesus. And seated us with Him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in the coming ages, He might show the immeasurable riches of His grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. If you don't break it down, you'll skip right over. What does that mean? In the coming ages, the moment you give your life to Jesus the moment you give your life to Jesus, God will show you, this doesn't make sense here, but it does. <laughs> it doesn't, but it does. He'll show you the immeasurable. He'll show, what, what does that mean? That the, the immeasurable mercy and love of God would be shown manifest to you. That you could constantly be in a state. My God, my God, holy, holy is your name. Not only did you save me from what I was, but you came through time and time again. You came through over and over and over again. You have never failed me. I have never seen the righteous forsaken. That's Psalm 37, right? Psalm 37. Go, go there real quick. This is like the definition. I've never, the immeasurable riches of His mercy and grace and His love. What does this sound like to you? Does this sound like a good God? Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in me, God says. And I, He, will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act. Promise. Promise. Period. Some people need to stand on that scripture today. No, 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 no. No, devil. (laughs) No, devil. I've committed my way to the Lord. I'm trusting in him. And his word says that when I commit my way to him and I trust in the Lord, he will act. It's not a conversation. It's not up for debate. Do not, be, do not be deceived. I've committed to him. I'm trusting in him. And his word says that he will act. Hallelujah. It's done. Finished. Haha. <laughs> no debate. Devil, you're a liar and you're defeated. It's finished. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. And we could go on. (laughs) Back to Ephesians 2, 7. So that in the coming ages He might show the immeasurable riches of His grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. There's a story I heard yesterday at discipleship training. You should be a lifelong learner, first of all, so it shouldn't surprise you that I'm still being educated. I'm at a church right now submitted to pastors that are in charge of If you have a real pastor, a pastor's role is to invade your life and to make sure that what isn't supposed to be there doesn't remain and what's supposed to be unlocked in you comes to its fullness. So you should always be learning. (laughs) I heard a story yesterday about someone who was off of the streets who didn't know Jesus And it was this scripture that actually changed his life. It wasn't the Romans 10:1, Hey, if you believe in your heart and you confess through the mouth, Jesus Lord, he died for your sins. He, <clears throat> you know, yada, yada, yada. It wasn't that. It wasn't John three sixteen. It wasn't. It wasn't anything written in scripture except for this scripture right here. Salvation. For by grace, you have been saved. Through faith. By grace you have been saved through faith. This is a gift of God, not of your own doing, but a gift of God. And in that moment, he he talked about it how he realized oh, this is so deep if you let it sink in. He realized that it wasn't, it didn't matter. All the things that he had done that made, because the devil, the first thing the devil want to make you try to do, the first thing the devil want to make you try to do is to feel unworthy of the gifts of God. Remember the the Bible says the gifts and the callings of God come without repentance. And that's, that's a little bit different, but it has a similar, a similar meaning right now. The devil will want to make you ashamed of the gifts that he's given you. He'll want to make you ashamed of the gifts God is trying to get to you. You can write that down if you want. The devil will try to make you ashamed of the gifts God's given you. And he'll try to make you ashamed of the gifts God's trying to get to you. (laughs) And so when it comes to salvation and preaching to people who have never known Jesus. You don't want to put another yoke on them. By saying you've done this wrong. You've done all these things wrong. They know they've done wrong. But Jesus said, take my yoke, which is easy and light. This gift of salvation isn't because you've done something right. Matter of fact, everything you've done is wrong. (laughs) Everything you've done is wrong. You've failed. But here's what you can do. It's to call upon Jesus as your Lord and Savior to call upon Jesus as your lord in this free gift of salvation the very presence and power of god for eternal life and his spirit will come upon you and break every yoke of bondage isaiah 10:27 says that the anointing destroys the yoke of bondage receive him as your lord and your savior and every yoke of bondage on your life Will break. Every generational curse. Every curse. Every legal. Threshold. Every legal right of the devil. Will break off of your life. Because the devil no longer owns the house. But Jesus owns the house. And it is his temple. That his spirit will live in. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. Not a result of works so that no one may boast and then then we enter it we receive jesus the free gift of god eternal life and then just as james says faith without works is death we're not saved by our works but true faith has fruit of works Works, good works, is a result of true faith. Amen? So the number one decision, and the decision that will decide your destiny, is the moment you give your life to Jesus. And it only took me 35 minutes to tell you that. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'll get faster. The number one decision, That will decide your destiny is to fully give your life to jesus amen if you agree with that put a fire emoji in the comments glory to god well it's only been 35 minutes glory to god well before we get to number two Everybody on YouTube and Facebook, I want to invite you to go ahead and like the broadcast, like the live stream, and share it with a friend. It's very helpful for the algorithm getting this to people. And speaking of that, if what I just talked about for the last 35 minutes struck your heart, I want to encourage you to stick around on this live stream. Why would I make you wait? If you've never given your life to Jesus, this is what's nice about being the only one behind the camera. I can do whatever I want right now. Under submission. (laughs) If you've never given your life to Jesus, and what I just talked about, you don't resonate with. You don't resonate with the yoke on your life being easy and light. But rather, life has been hard, continuously hard. And the things of this world have held you in bondage, in chains that have seemed impossible to break. And you may have even known Jesus as God, but you didn't know Jesus as Lord or God as your Father. And you haven't had that intimate relationship with Him. I want to invite you to pray this prayer with me right now. Glory to God. And I want you to believe these words that you pray and not just rattle them off in repetition because they'll mean nothing if you do that. The Bible says believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. You can confess with your mouth all day, but if you don't believe in your heart, believe and confess. So I just want you to do this real fast. We don't have to spend long on this. (laughs) I just want you to close your eyes and I want you to lift your hands. And I just want you to say this after me. Jesus, I love you. I have fallen short. I have sinned. I was lost in that sin. But now, I've received the truth. Jesus, right now, I confess with my mouth that you are Lord, you are the Lord of my life. I believe in my heart that God raised you, Jesus, from the dead for the forgiveness of my sins. I thank you, Lord, right now that my life changes because I no longer serve the devil, but I serve you. Jesus, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Baptize me afresh with the fire of God. I thank you, Lord, that from this moment on, I'm going up and not down. That I'll be the head and not the tail. Lord, use me. And the same thing you've done in me today, help me to be a vessel. That you can preach this message to others with. (laughs) In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. If you prayed that prayer, I just want to invite you before we keep going with the broadcast. I just felt led to do it right then, right there. I want you to know that Jesus is no longer ethereal to you. That God is no longer ethereal to you. But Jesus, Lord, God, He is here right now. He just came to live inside of you. You are now declared the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The old is gone, the Bible says, and the new has come. Hallelujah. Did you know that if you prayed that prayer right there, even if you've always felt alone, that that's broken off of you, right? All of heaven, all of heaven rejoices because you came to know Jesus. And so I want to encourage you today. Stick around with this community. I love you. We love you. You'll be built up, even if you prayed that, and you want to send me a message or send the ministry a message. We want to connect with you and say thank you and pray with you and say we love you. And i also say, make sure you're a part of a good church. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. I had like five <laughs> key decisions that will determine your destiny today, or decide it. And we've gotten through one. <laughs> I mean, you guys, you can't, you can't just like talk about salvation in five minutes. I, it's, it's too deep. <laughs> Glory to God. Uh. (laughs) All right, Lord, should we keep going or should we just leave it there? I don't want to do too much, you know. Praise the Lord. The second decision that will decide your destiny. The second decision that will decide your destiny. We'll let the suspense build a little bit, you know. Oh my gosh, what is he going to (laughs) say? The second decision that will decide your destiny is the decision to fully Submit yourself to the Holy Ghost, to be a yielded vessel that God can use, to be fully yielded to the Spirit of God. Now, this is a a decision, initial decision of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it's called. to be fully yielded to the Spirit of God. Baptism of the Holy Ghost. And then there's a daily decision. Even more than that. like At one point in the day, remember Peter, in the same chapter, or in one chapter, he went from being called, you know, Peter, it was not of flesh and blood that you received this, but on this revelation, I will build my church. To like, in a chapter later, Jesus is like, you are literally of the devil, Peter. <laughs> So, it's very easy to be led by the Spirit in one moment and not by the next. And so, the second decision that will decide your destiny is to be yielded to the Holy Spirit, to the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> Remember, I was raised a christian i uh, I knew Jesus like i i I truly believed. Thanks be to God and I'm not ashamed of that that this that uh there wasn't a time in my life where I actually even had I I never even had an excuse not to know Jesus. That's how good of a job my parents did. I I don't remember a cognitive moment where I didn't know Jesus. Right? Now I remember when I had the cognitive ability to like actually commit to Jesus, like having the understanding that Jesus is Lord, the Lord of my life, Jesus. I remember I, <laughs> I was at a, it was called Winter Blast Jeepers. That should tell you enough right there of what it was. It was a youth retreat and uh, my my youth pastor was up there preaching. And I just remember, this is what I remember. And this is, this is like the earliest memory I have of like deciding in the moment to take God seriously, <clears throat> Uh, he was up there and he was talking about, uh, you know, there's so many things in the world, um, that can fill your ears and it will make it hard to hear the voice of the father. He was hearing, he was talking about hearing God, hearing the voice of God, which is such a great topic, such a great conversation. He was talking about hearing the voice of God and he's just like, there's so much happen, There's so much that's happened in the world or in your life that have made clutter to your ears and, and made it hard to hear God, but I want you to do this right now. Uh, and I'm like, I'm like <laughs> demolishing what he said, but this is basically the premise of what he got across. He said, right now, ask Jesus to clean out your ears and ask him to speak to you. And so, you know, little me was like, I want to hear God. <laughs> that sounds great. You know, uh, that's how I picture myself at least. No, I was like, yeah, I want to I hear the Lord. I want to hear God, you know. I. It'd be cool to hear God. And it was such a deep moment because I remember him preaching that, and I was like, I want to hear the voice of the Lord. And so I asked the Lord, and I lift my hands. I said, God, right now, clean out my ears. And it was like a reformed way <laughs> It was like a reformed way of giving your life to Jesus last night, or giving your life to Jesus. Uh, I was like, Lord, right now, take away every distraction in my life that separated me from you. Clean out my ears. God, I want to hear your voice. I want to hear your voice. I want to know. I want to know. I want to hear your voice. And I remember that being my prayer. And honestly, that's the reference point that I go back to, to when I was actually saved. Praise God. Or when I took Jesus seriously. That's the reference point I go back to. Because it was the first time in my life where I was like, oh, wow, this is for me. And so I asked the Lord, Lord, clean out my ears. I want to hear your voice. And I have to tell you, that has been a prayer of mine for the rest of my life, Lord, help me to hear your voice, help me to hear your voice and it le- and it leads and it leads me into this you know, I knew Jesus, I had a relationship with Jesus, but I didn't know the Holy Ghost, didn't know the Holy Ghost. So the second decision that will decide your destiny is the baptism of the Holy Ghost or to be continuously yielded to the Holy Spirit. When I received revelation, Acts chapter 1, verses 8. Let's start there. Acts chapter 1, verses 8 says that the Holy Ghost will come upon you in two things. Two immediately evident ways. He'll come upon you in power and authority. Mark chapter 16 says that these signs will follow those who believe, right? Acts chapter, or um, Mark 16 Acts chapter 1 verse 8. So, power comes upon you when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And authority. What type of authority? What did we see Jesus give to the disciples? Or how did we see the disciples operate the moment Pentecost happened and the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples? Authority. Think about Peter. Peter walked with Jesus, knew Jesus after the flesh. Peter... Before the Holy Ghost, denied Jesus to three servant girls. Denied Jesus three times. Was afraid, was timid, had no authority, had no confidence, had no substance. He had one revelation. <laughs> Other than that, it was, it was a train wreck many times over for Peter. And then we see Acts chapter 1 and 2. And we see that the Holy Ghost came upon them in power and authority. And he came upon Peter in power and authority. And Peter then went and preached and 3,000 that day, gave their life to Jesus. That's not even talking of how many he preached in front of or how many he preached to. But he went out and he went from denying Jesus to three servant girls, three individual people, three separate times to then preaching a message that had such revel- that must have had such revelation in that time such there, there is something that when someone preaches with the holy ghost that you don't have to be convinced with any other means than by the very word of god that comes out of that person's spirit because it resonates as truth it resonates with your spirit as truth that when they begin to speak, I want you to know today that whatever has happened to you in your past, whatever is thought you thought defined you in your past, Jesus can redefine you in this moment. That if you but open up your mouth and declare today that Jesus is the Lord of your life, everything that once was will be no more. And everything that Jesus wants you to be will come into your life and will begin today. The moment someone begins to speak like that, everything changes. And that's what happened to Peter. He denied Jesus three times, three separate occasions to three, um, three servant girls. And then he got baptized in the Holy Ghost, power and authority from on high, the power and authority of God, the very presence and power of God came not just to live in him for salvation, but came upon him. And he went out and preached a message, the gospel message, the message of salvation, the full gospel, healing, the blessing of God to 3,000 plus people and 3,000 of them, 3,000 of them were added to the church that day. So let me ask you, does that bring significance to the Holy Ghost being active in your life? For me, I knew Jesus. For me, I had a relationship with Jesus. But it was limited because the Bible says that people destroy themselves to a lack of knowledge. Ignorance is a tool of the devil. People can live their whole life in ignorance. People can live their whole life saved but not living in the perfect will of God like we started talking about at the beginning of this live stream. (laughs) I didn't know there was more to the Holy Ghost. I didn't know there was a Holy Ghost. (laughs) Like I did, but I thought the Holy Ghost was only there to convict sin and tell you what was right and wrong. And that's not to be mocked because that's definitely part of it. But the Holy Ghost comes upon you in power and authority. And I won't be able to finish talking about this. But the second decision that will decide your destiny is to be baptized in the Holy Ghost, but to continually be submerged and submitted to the move of the Spirit of God. Because you might have gotten baptized in the Holy Ghost. You might be spiritual. But remember, even Peter had a revelation that earned the favor and the compliment of Jesus in one moment. And then Jesus was calling him, (laughs) Jesus was calling him the spirit. The son of the devil, the next, or the devil himself. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus is so full. He's so loving. You know, he'd never say something like that. Well, read your Bible. (laughs) Jesus put people in their place. He called it out when people were acting in the flesh. The second decision that will decide your destiny is the primary decision to get baptized in the Holy Ghost, but then the daily and the momentary, the moment-by-moment decision to be continually yielded to the Spirit of God. That means you'll be walking, and you'll see someone, and the Lord says, pray for that person. And you're like, yes, Lord. And you go pray for that person. Fear of man is gone. Fear of man. Praise God. Pastor Sam, great to see you. (laughs) All right. I got more notes on that, but um, we're going to keep this closer to an hour. uh, Under an hour in Jesus' name. And so we're going to stop right there. If you receive something today, I want you to go ahead and put a fire emoji in the comments. Glory to God. (laughs) If you enjoyed today, like I said, I, I mean, I even started off with this. The first... This little bit, this Tuesday, we're going to talk about things people have probably heard a thousand times, but it's our job as believers and followers of Christ to never into enter into what? What is it called? It's called mental ascent, where because we've heard something before, we check out or we don't think it's useful being heard again, because I promise you this, you've made, you may have heard the salvation message a thousand times. You may have heard the importance of being baptized in the Holy Ghost and being yielded to the spirit of God a thousand times, but every time the Lord will speak to you, every time the word being alive and active will be shown to you in a different light that you can go out and be a vessel that preaches that message to somebody. I want to challenge you today. Perhaps, perhaps this message, you knew everything in this message. But the Lord's telling it to you today so that you could be refreshed in your memory so that he could use you to share it with someone today. I would love to hop on here on Thursday and see some testimonies of people that because of this message today went out and shared with someone. Pastor Pastor was teaching on it last night. Ah, I can't remember this guy's name, but he prayed to God. He said, Lord I want to see someone get saved. And then he, f- he saw someone get saved. And then he was like, Lord, every single day, I want to see someone get saved. And so he prayed every single There were times he would get into bed and he realized, oh, I didn't see someone get saved today. And rather than, like many of us, rather than, like many of us would have done, him be like, huh, you know, like roll over and go to bed. He would get out, he'd get back dressed up, and this is a real person. I, I wish I remembered his name because Pastor talked about him last night, and it was so cool, but I don't remember his name. <laughs> uh, he would get up, and he'd go out, and he'd preach, the. and he'd just find someone on the block, and he'd preach the gospel. You know, it's actually way easier to get people saved than most people realize, but it's the fear of man that holds people back. It's impossible to catch a fish if if, if your bait isn't in the water. It's impossible to get someone saved if you never give them the opportunity. And so I want to challenge you today. Come Thursday, today, tomorrow. Tell someone about Jesus. Even if you know, man... I am not necessarily anointed to do this <laughs> in the sense of I'm not, I'm not an evangelist. We're all called to preach the gospel. The Bible says that the Lord will give you the words in the hour that they are needed. The Holy Spirit will do that. And so I want to challenge you to go out. Tell someone about Jesus. Hey, I just want you to know. Jesus loves you and he has a plan for you. Is there anything I can pray for you for? Hey, I just want you to know that this is what Jesus did for me. This is where I was. This is what happened, and this is where I am now. Would you want something like that? Does any of that resonate with you? Hey, I don't know anything about you, but I know this Jesus saved my life. I was anxious, I was depressed, I was on depression medication. The devil was attacking me. I felt like I had no authority in my life. There was no hope. But then I had an encounter with Jesus. He set me free from anxiety. He set me free from depression medication. He gave me joy that I never had before. He changed my life. He gave me a hope that I wake up every single morning and instead of being depressed and anxious and not having a hope to live for, I wake up and I live in hope. Would you want something like that? Can I pray for you for that to happen in your life? Have you ever made Jesus Lord? So this is me encouraging you, perhaps hyping you up. There is a time, there's been many times. One time, uh, (laughs) we're on our way to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, it was called. It was me, Evangelist Talon, Steve Marks, (laughs) and uh, Josh Dykstra. Anybody else? And DJ Runya. And we were going to St. Falls South to, and we're gonna go soul winning. And we're on the way up there and we're all hyping ourselves up. We're like, we're gonna to talk to people about Jesus. Glory to God. We're gonna get there. And then we parked the car and we opened the van door and we stepped out in the park and we were like, dang. <laughs> we're like, wow, you know what? Okay. What are we gonna do now? You know? And you go, and you go. Be spirit led. And you just, don't be weird. (laughs) Don't be weird. Just talk to people about Jesus. Hey, this is what he did for me. Is there any way I could pray for you? And you'll be surprised by how many people accept the invitation not only to be prayed for, but to have Jesus be the Lord of their life. Amen? Glory to God. All right, there's my challenge. Well, I want to thank you guys for hopping on. I want to give you an opportunity to respond in faith and to sow some seed as well. So I'm going to click this screen right here. So if you've been blessed by today, I love how Pastor Vlad and uh, Isaiah Saldivar say it. They say, don't dine and dash. You know, wherever. (laughs) That's right, John. Hashtag don't be weird. If you took one thing away from today, it's don't be weird. (laughs) Glory to God. (laughs) Praise God. Pastor Vlad and Isaiah Saldivar say they don't, they always encourage their audience, don't dine a dash. Wherever you're being fed, there's actually a biblical, there's a biblical call and, a, and command to actually support those you get spiritually fed from. But not only is there a command to do so, not only is there an encouragement from Paul to do so in the New Testament, but there's also a promise behind getting your finances behind the move in the in the kingdom of God, right? We know this. First of all, let's—I love this one. Ephesians chapter six, verse eight. Whatever good, whatever you make happen for another, glory to God. Whatever you make happen for another, God will make happen for you. Right there, that scripture alone should make you the most generous person you know. I love this quote. Evangelist Talon says he goes. Most of the time, you're the most generous person you know. Or you think you're generous until you meet someone generous evangelist talent is a very generous person pastor stan and pastor mary incredibly the most generous people i've ever met first of all also i mean while we're while we're at it you'll rise to the standard you're surrounded by surround yourself with generous people not only will you become a generous person, but the Bible says that a generous person devises generous things, and on their generosity, they will stand. The Bible says in Luke 6:38 that if you give, it will be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Will man give unto your bosom? And so we know just even on the basic premises and principles of Scripture that God, if Hebrews eleven six 6, is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him, right? And so I want to encourage you with this today. If you've been blessed by this message, if you've been blessed by this ministry, to give. And I don't want you to just... A lot of people are tempted to tip God. Don't tip God. Don't dishonor God by tipping Him. If the Lord tells you to give... He'll give you a number to give, and He's not looking to take from you. He's actually looking to bless you. He's looking to get something into you. But the only way He can get something to you if it's first, re- is if it's first released from your hand. Ephesians 6.8, Luke 6.38, God loves a cheerful and generous giver. 2 Corinthians 9 says that he who sows sparingly will reap sparingly, but he who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. I want to give you a testimony real quick. We had somebody, a good friend of ours. Mm, that's a good one. I'll give this one. We had somebody sow for the first time into this ministry. They had never sowed. They had never, they didn't do a lot of offerings. They they had tithed. They've been faithful with their tithe to their church, but they have never actually heeded the word in Malachi 3 that says, when God says that you've brought me in your tithes and your offerings, right? So offerings, tithe essential, non-go- non-negotiable, non offering essential, non-negotiable, right? He had never given an offering before and he gave to this ministry. He gave, he asked the Lord and he gave his best at that time. And for him, his best may not look like your best. Just like the, uh, just like the, uh, I can't remember her name. The woman in the Bible who had two mites right? It didn't look, her best was completely different than the Pharisees best, but her best was her best. And so he actually gave above his tithe, which is called an offering. And he gave his best. And in that moment, he was believing God. He was spurred, he was built up in faith and he responded to the word of God. And we know that the Lord, when he wants to get something to you, he actually requires it to be released from you first. And so he released his faith with this seed and he gave his best. And within three days, his manager reached out to him and said, I want to give you a promotion. I want to bring you from where you are on this level to up here. I want to set you. This is what I want you to do now. And I'm not only just going to give you a promotion over here and a slight increase to your wage. I'm going to 3x your wage. He got offered in three days times because he gave a seed to the Lord. In three days times, he went from making this much, let's say 30, like literally thirty thousand dollars, three xing his wage to ninety thousand dollars, being promoted, and that had never happened before to him. But he did something that he had never done for God before, and God did something. Supernatural in his life <laughs> The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results and what I mean by that is this many people Hear an offering message or they're faithful to tithe But even when the Lord spurs them to give and give an offering and they don't do it If you've never done something Mike Murdock talks about the power of the thousand dollar seed, right? That there's nothing like a $1,000 seed, And perhaps that's not within your realm of capability. But I want to encourage you, if you set your faith out for $100, $250, $500, I'm going to give that this week. But by the end of the year, I will be someone, the first in my family perhaps, to mark that I am a $1,000 sower. That I've sowed $1,000 into the kingdom of God. Some people have never spent more on like, giving to the kingdom of God than they have on their car or other things. The Bible says that um, where a man's treasure is, there his heart is also. Billy Graham, Evangelist Billy Graham, all of you guys know this guy? He says, give me 15 minutes or give me five minutes with a man's checkbook, and I'll tell you who owns his heart or what he loves. Amen? So he gave to the ministry. He gave his best. And within three days, the Lord was able to supernaturally bless him and change his life. (laughs) Praise God. Is there any other testimonies you want me to share, Lord? (laughs) Praise God. Praise the Lord. Well, these are the ways that you can give: this Cash App is Dollar Sign Revival Way, Venmo is at Revival Way, PayPal is at Revival Way, and our website—I'll give you one guess—is RevivalWay.com. <laughs> oh, glory to God! <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to partner today, I want you to scan that QR code, or you can go to our website at RevivalWay.com and click the button that says "Partner Financially Today." It will take you to a link where you can partner financially today. Uh, I crack myself up sometimes And I want to challenge you to get your um, Get your seed behind uh, Wow I was going to say get your seed Behind your feed That is the most Iowan thing That has ever like almost left my mouth Jeepers Get your seed behind your feed Get your seed behind what feeds you How the Lord feeds you How he fills you up Uh, I want to challenge you to partner uh, we got a partner call tonight. So if you become a partner today, we're going to invite you to the partner call tonight. So if you become a partner, make sure to email support at revivalway.com. And we'll make sure to get that link to you so that you can join the private partner call that Evangelist Taylor will be leading tonight. Those are very special because, first of all, we get to actually interact with you on a much more personal basis. But second, Evangelist Taylor goes way deeper on those than he does even on the live streams. Uh, Because there's some things that you can't talk about, like as easily, very publicly. Um, And there's some things that it takes people who are at a spiritual point, just like Paul talked about, moving on from from the elementary doctrines of the gospel and pressing into the deeper revelations of scripture, right? And so I'm going to throw that out before you. But regardless, I want to pray for your seed, anybody that sowed today. And I think if her name is Bella, if she made it this long, then I still want to pray for her. But praise God. If you sowed today, go ahead. Raise up your seed however you sowed. And I'm going to pray for it now. Lord, I thank you right now that your word says that we're to come in agreement on a matter that it will be done for them in Jesus' name. So, Father, I come into agreement for whatever anyone is believing for here supernatural increase in Jesus name. When they sowed those sacrificial seeds, a thousand dollar seeds, when they sowed their best, Jesus, you saw it. And I thank you, Lord, that you move things. Your word says that you'll open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing so large that there's not room to contain it. Angels go, make the word to work, hearken to the word of God and bring the blessing. To us in Jesus name. I thank you Lord that you bless us to be a blessing. That your word says that we'll never lack. That our God will supply every need of ours. I declare right now for every single that person that sowed a seed. In the mighty name of Jesus. That their need is met in Jesus name. I thank you Lord that you meet it. Break through. Angels go. Fulfill the need. Fulfill the need. Go and fulfill the need. Thank you Lord that it's breaking through in Jesus name. Man will give liberally unto your bosom, fulfilling every need. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name. John, Bella and I have COVID. Also, Kelly's son Ryan. All right, we'll pray for them very quickly. Everyone's worthy of prayer. Amen. Father, I thank you right now that you are not a God of confusion, nor are you a God of sickness and disease. Your word says in First Peter 2.24, that by your stripes we were healed. And I thank you God that if you paid for our healing, if you bought it and you took our sickness and disease, that we don't need it any longer and it's not ours to begin with. If we were healed, we are healed. So in Jesus' name, I thank you that right now COVID is bound. Any spirit of sickness and disease that's on anyone in the comments right now, including John and Bella and Ryan, I thank you, God, that it's bound and it leaves their life now in Jesus' name. Full healing. We cut off sickness and disease at its root and it withers up and dies in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. By your stripes, we were healed. Let the full healing power of God from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet, whatever it is, in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for hopping on. Here, let me go back to the main screen so you're not just staring at our giving options. (laughs) i love you guys so much thank you so much for hopping on remember i mean we got through two decisions that will decide your destiny number one salvation the moment the decision to give your life to jesus number two the decision to live a life submitted to the spirit of god amen i hope you enjoyed today if you did go ahead and put a fire emoji in the comments You're welcome, John. I love you. Praise God. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. We'll see you Thursday. Glory to God.